0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Jeff Felton. Jeff is an email marketing strategist and a professional copywriter helping service-based business owners leverage their inboxes in non-sleazy ways to grow their businesses. He has cracked the code of making Welcome Sequence successful by being authentic. Since 2018, Jeff has written many email campaigns and helped clients drive more than $100,000 just in email revenue. Jeff focuses on having a human-centric approach to email marketing instead of a traditional corporate approach. Looking at the way we write copy and subject lines, the content we share, and the way we talk about our offers, and the way we sequence our emails, this is also important. He understands that the people long to be connected with other people, not with companies or departments. So this is going to be a really interesting discussion today. Email marketing, I'll be honest, is one of the things that it's still sort of like a dark magic for me, which is why I love liaising with guys like you in order to figure out, you know, what are the best ways to really make this happen? So Jeff, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. And and thanks for the intro. That was, I couldn't have said anything better myself.
0: Beautiful. So listen, Jeff, I'd like to get a little bit of a background about who you are, how you got into this and what makes you so amazing.
1: Uh, Well, still working on the amazing part. We'll probably always be working on that, but uh, I actually started right out of college and helped open a coffee shop. And that's really where I kind of, I guess, cut my entrepreneurial teeth, if you will helped open a coffee shop. It was the right of a lifetime, took a massive pay cut from another corporate job I was interviewing for. But it was the right of a lifetime, learned how to operate a business. From there, I actually opened my own coffee roasting company, Um, did that for four years. And it was really out of that that I realized that coffee was not where I wanted to really kind of hang my hat for the next 20, 30 years. But the part of those businesses that I enjoyed the most was actually the marketing and the brand building aspects of those. So that led me to pursue marketing full- time. I did that through copywriting. I went to, to Nashville and got trained as a Story brand certified guide. and that really helped me uh, just kind of learn how to write persuasively how to write how to write copy for, for a lot of brands and do some brand messaging in the process. From there in 2021, I decided to really focus on email marketing because that was just out of all of the different you know kinds of copywriting that was what I really enjoyed. And we found some success with that with my coffee brand. And so I decided to hang my hat on there. And then in 2022, I decided to really focus on service-based business owners, service-based professionals, because a lot of the resources out on the Internet for email marketing are geared towards e-commerce or retail brands. There's not really a lot for service professionals or B2B brands. Um, and it really requires a, a different kind of approach, a really a relational and human-centric approach.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the human-centric approach. You know, I dive into this stuff, you know, fairly often, right? And first of all, I get deluged by the amount of just this huge amount of emails. And everyone's telling a story. Some of them are a little bit more cheeky. Some are more to the point. Some try to illustrate something that happened to them in their awesome lives two days before and relate it back to why I should be awesome today. You know, there's so many different ways in order to try to make that connection. And I know a lot of this depends on the audience, right? The people who you are talking to, right? But at the same time, there just seems to be this endless limit of the ways that you can engage and get people convinced enough in order to make that click, put in their email address, download that that lead magnet, and ultimately make a sale. What would you say are some of the better ways that you can make that happen, right? Because it's not just about, you know, it's not just about throwing words on a page and it's certainly not cut and paste, right? I mean, each client is different. You, you really need to understand your audience, what motivates them, what makes them tick. How do you help clients figure out that first step into writing a great email that does the job and brings more people through the doors?
1: Yeah, a great question. I mean, I, I think that the most important thing to focus on is, and this is what I think a lot, where I think a lot of email strategies are missing the point, is is I think that the the most important thing to focus on is just earning trust, first and foremost. If you think about normal human relationships and, and kind of the pattern of relationships, if you think about your own current sales process, there's an element of, a, a big element of trust there, uh, the kind of face-to-face interactions that's really hard to replicate through... An email or through social media, you know my own sales process. You know there's a lot of trust that has to happen before somebody's willing and ready to have a sales conversation. So, you know I look at tend to look at the the welcome sequence. Mostly, the predominant goal is to con- start the relationship, to start to earn trust, and essentially, you know what that ends up doing is it shortens the sales cycle, and you know can lead to you know some sales calls and conversions, but again, mostly the goal is to really just start to earn trust and build that rapport because you know, somebody's not, when somebody finds you online on social media or YouTube or a podcast, very rare that, you know, they're immediately, they're going to trust you enough to be willing to make a buying decision. And so email just happens to be one of the best vehicles to continue to really earn that trust. So that's really kind of the primary thing that I look at with clients and I I talk about it all the time on social media is to focus primarily on that. And there are different ways that, you know, that needs to happen or can happen. It it depends a lot on the audience, the brand, the size of the offer that you're, you know, of your core offer or the cost of it, I should say, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that, but trust is really the primary ingredient.
0: You know, one of the interesting things about what you talk about then is, you know, When you're building that trust, you know, some people do it in the form of, uh, in the form of testimonials or their social proof, right? Look how much I made for this guy, you know, look how I've been able to serve, you know, 10,000 other clients with one hand behind my back type thing. And, and it's also like trying to make them, you know, more relatable, you know, this really flows into your one big tip, which is to ensure that you are speaking to a human, that you're not just speaking to some large demographic. You're not speaking to a specific department. You're not just speaking to one specific character trait of who I am. You're speaking to a human being, you know, like I have a lot of, you know, there are a lot of different nuances of what makes Jeff, Jeff. Right. And what happens is I think part of it is timing, you know, where people are in the buying cycle and you know, how they can relate to the emails that they receive, you know, at the specific time that they hit their inbox. Let's talk a little bit about this human centric approach to email marketing? What does that look like in your world? And how do you help clients, you know, get through that?
1: Yeah, there are really six. In my mind, there are six, six aspects of a human centered email marketing approach. The copy is obviously one of the biggest things. I mean, you know, as you said earlier, people long to connect with other humans, not not companies and departments. So the way that you write, the way that you present yourself is a big, big deal. The more you can kind of present yourself as a real person, not a department or director or whatever it is, the more likely it is that you're going to, you know, people's guards will come down a little bit and they'll engage with you, which is ultimately the goal for, especially for service-based brands is to just start the conversation, right? So people are looking to start conversations with humans. So copy is, is, a, is a big factor. Appearance would be the second one the way that your emails appear. I'm just kind of a big fan of uh, really simple email design, not necessarily plain text, but just really simple because it feels more human. It feels more like another a real person sent me this, not some department. And again, people's guards go down when they don't perceive it to be another just another marketing email. Uh, the third aspect of a human centered marketing approach is trust. And I, I talked at length about that, so I don't need to go and waste more time about that. But trust is just so it's so central. Uh, there are a lot of ways you can earn trust. My favorite is, is generosity to just be generous with your with your time as much as you can to teach everything, you know, to give freely, create assets and content that are super, super helpful. I've found in my journey, especially this is especially true if you don't have a lot of social proof. Social proof is king. It's the number one way to earn trust, I think. But if you don't have a ton of social proof, a lot of testimonials or case studies, uh, generosity is is the far and away the best way, in my opinion, to to earn trust with people. The fourth aspect of human centered email marketing is the way you sequence your emails. If you come out of the gate when somebody just comes onto your email list when they download a lead magnet and you're already asking for the sale, you're already pitching your offer. You know, you're not really earning trust there. You're you're kind of banging them over the head, and we just don't we don't do that in real life. Or people don't like it when they do that, uh, when that happens to them in real life. And so we want these, the sequencing of the emails to mirror, honestly, the real life conversations you're having now to try to kind of, you know, essentially automate some of those conversations to, to kind of take a load off. That's ultimately the goal of of all of this. Again, so tip number five for human centered email marketing is the contents of the email. Again, a lot of value-based, value-driven, extra content, helpful tips, case studies, things that are really going to add value to the readers. The more that you can do that, what you do is you end up essentially, and I hate to use this word. This is not a great word, but I can't think of a better one. You essentially train people to see your name in the inbox and associate value with it and associate, you know, this is good stuff. Oh, if I open this email, it's going to be good stuff. There's, I don't know, you know, if you're familiar with Justin Welsh, he puts out the Saturday Solopreneur. It's a newsletter. Fantastic. I know, you know, probably 70,000 people subscribe to it. And I mean, it is just jam-packed with value every single week. It's amazing, you know, and he doesn't really make any offers in there, uh, but he's wildly, wildly successful. The last thing is the way that you pitch. Last tip is is how you pitch your offers. And I'm a big fan of, of making your offers when they're relevant in the conversation. Sometimes that means that you're making the offer relevant to the conversation, but when you just kind of come out Selling, 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 and not making it relevant to Jeff, as you said, uh, where somebody's at in the journey at that moment, or the conversation that you're talking about right at hand, then it doesn't really fit, and it feels, I guess, almost like an intrusion to people. It feels salesy. So I hope that's that's actionable. But those, you know, those those six points right there are how I would define a human centered approach.
0: You know, those tips are all amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. One of the things that struck me about what you were talking about, and you, and you didn't really hit on it as hard, but I'd like to get your take on it, is just how important defining your avatar work is important to this whole process, right? Knowing exactly who it is so that you were having a direct one-on-one discussion eye-to-eye with your avatar. How do you help people figure that part out? Because I think that you know, if they jump right away into the into the storytelling part, or you know, you, you know, even if they got everything else right, if their avatar is off, it could still lead to lackluster sales. So, like, how does like how does that come about?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, a hundred percent, Jeff. You're you're dead on. So, my core offer in my business is called an email marketing roadmap, and literally, Jeff, the first thing that we do is we, we build an ideal client profile. And this is something that a lot of people skip over, A lot of even marketers skip over. For the first two years of my marketing career, I didn't really focus on the ideal client very much, uh, which is a huge, huge mistake. Because if you don't focus on that, then you're guessing. You're guessing at what the problem is. You're guessing at the customer journey. Um, you're guessing at what they need. And so when you identify clearly who your ideal target is, and let's be clear that to clearly identify who your target audience is, you have to have some experience. You have to, you know, have you have to know who is not your ideal target as well. You have to have worked with you know, probably a wide variety of people to really kind of figure that out. At least I did. So it's important because then you can speak directly to the specific problems. You know, they're not just struggling with email marketing. <laughs> you know, they're I don't know. They're struggling with email marketing because most online resources don't cater to this group of people. You know, it's a very different kind of problem there. So there's no resources out there. I hope that wasn't confusing, Jeff. I know we can chop this, but
0: no, it doesn't. It's not so much confusing, but though what I would like to elaborate on then is from the point of view of you, the writer, right now, mm you know, when I run my digital marketing agency, I work with different types of clients. I work with doctors and then with certified financial planners and then with e-commerce stores and things like that. Wildly, wildly different uh, people, businesses, avatars, things like that. And what happens is that one of the things that I, you know, that I have tremendous respect for is when I have a writer that can speak to one day the certified financial planner and the next day can talk about men's suits right? I think that that's such a gift because for me to make that, to make that shift from one to the other is just, yeah, it would be hard, right? Yeah. How do you compartmentalize this in, you know, in your head when you're trying to figure this out, especially when you're in an industry that you don't know very well, you you know, obviously you got your client to help you define what their avatar is and what their, what their goals are, things like that. But maybe it's something that, uh, you know, a product or a service that you don't understand a hundred percent like what's your process then for figuring out like okay you know like either i can do this or whether you have to pass on the project
1: yeah uh so i think that you know the messaging training in my background helps me to really identify be able to kind of gives me a broad enough framework to be able to leverage the uh subject matter expertise from a client because obviously they're going to know their client way better than i will so i you know and i like to focus more on the psychographics than say demographics. Demographics are obviously important, they play a role, but what what a prospect wants, what the problem is that's getting in the way of what they want, those are two, you know, critical components that we can ask about any audience to really kind of dig in. And then what do they need to get over the hump? What are the things that they need to get over the hump? Those are all really critical components and if you can speak directly to those, then you can write copy that is actually it actually feels like it's written to this person and not some mass, mass general audience. Now, obviously, you know, there's an interview with the client to uh, the who's the, the subject matter expert and really knows the client or the, the customers. And then the other piece is just research. Right. Going to Google, hopping on social channels, hopping on Reddit and really kind of digging into these these audiences, these niches, these au- industries uh, and really kind of, you know, trying to do some background work on pinpointing these problems. Um, The problems, the wants, and the needs, to me, those are the the most crucial things that translate to to any industry that you speak to. If you can identify those things, then you can write some really targeted copy.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for explaining that. Jeff, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly?
1: Yeah, for sure. You can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, I share a lot of helpful email marketing content there. Uh, You can find me on my website, www.contentremedy.co. I've got an email marketing checklist there that is geared specifically towards service service service-based professionals. So it's going to help you build an email marketing program from the ground up. So
0: amazing. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel I really learned a lot. This is one part of my wheelhouse that I'd really like to level up. And I really appreciate you taking the time to explain it to everyone today. Thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, Jeff, thanks so much for having me. This was fun.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip Podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk.